Okay, we're recording. Yes, sir. Welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast today. Due to more no news, which is kind of okay right now. Yeah. We get to do another list. A little breakout candidates for 2022-23 season. We're also going to revisit our picks from 2021-22 for that season. We did that last year, um, probably in August. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But uh, as always, joined by Josh and Jason. How's it going? We're buzzing. This is a big episode. I like this. Yeah, it's a fun where one. you can like plant your fl- plant your flag, like yeah. call your shot. Yep. You can and either get it really right or you can <laughs> get them completely wrong. Yeah, we'll talk about my list from last year. Oh my god, it was it was bad. I'll just say it. I'll come out and say it. These players sucked. I hate all of them now, pretty much, um, except for one of them. He there's a there's a different issue going on there, which is unfortunate to hear, but. So let's give out the 2022 breakout player of the year. Who you think, like, just looking back in this year, who really broke out to be, you know, went from level, I don't know, we'll call it level C to level A, whatever. Who do you guys got? There's a lot of good candidates this year. Like, a lot of guys really took a step. I was thinking, like, you can think of, like, lines of players. Like, St. Louis has a lot of, had a lot of breakouts. Dallas had two young guys mm-hmm. who just absolutely – went to the next stratosphere jason yeah. robertson rupe hints um i don't know it's a good question yeah i, I really do i jesper bratt that's another good one like yeah jt miller kind of post hype breakout like he went from a solid point per game guy to 95 almost 100 points yeah he did kind of like what Patrick. he held the hype yeah because yeah. it was like okay you did it in this covid bubble season now can they can they keep that up and then they did yeah so what about troy terry 37 goals in 75 yeah, games after only putting okay. up. So I have a whole spreadsheet here. I And this is what I did it by. So 2022 points per 82 minus the players 2021 points per 82. Number one from last year, it's not a breakout player, but number one player, he would be a bounce back player of the year, is Matt Duchesne. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 58.11 differential. Yeah. Not bad. Very good. And then I'll just list them off. Number two, breakout player of the year for me, Robert Thomas. Yep, that's one of the St. Louis guys for sure. He was 57.88, and then I'm just going to list them off here. Nazem Kadri, Tony D'Angelo, Jack Hughes, Mason Marchment, Andre Kasha, Johnny Goudreau, Jeff Skinner. Yeah, Marchment's a really good one. Yeah. He, like, broke out. Of, like, no one would have picked that, and he did. Actually, no. maybe if you were watching, because at the end of the year there, he was getting more playing time in the year before. But that's a really good Almost one. Almost a point a game at 14 minutes a game. That's Ro- and Robert Thomas, a rewarded with a big contract, too. Eight mm-hmm. by eight, Ooh. deservedly so. Drives the play through the middle of the ice. Again, I, but playing, you know, mm-hmm. they, they shuffle the lines. But Buchnevich was a slick pickup for them. Jordan Ivan Barbashev. Ivan Barbashev. And these guys produced five on five, power play, everything. So. Yeah, they scored a lot of goals. Uh, some other guys in here. Tage Thompson this year had more goals than he had had in – his NHL career going into this year. That's a good one. Like that was insane. Sonny Milano. I mean, he was in the, he was in the top 15 for 2022 minus 2021. Um, it wasn't like the most prolific year, but the year before he played six games and had zero points, I believe. What about Mikey Bunting? <laughs> Michael Bunting. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent would definitely be in there as well. Uh, I had our Ivan Barbashev and then Andrew Manjapane. I mean, go that's a from, great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, going from that third line guy to being 
38 goals or whatever, yeah. 37 goals. So Jason wasn't on the breakout episode last yeah. year, but I guarantee he would have picked Well, I you said that at the end of the episode. You're like, Jason would kill me for picking Andrew Manjapani. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I he this guy talked about him like every <laughs> other episode. I was like, okay, how good could he be? And then he started like the hottest start of all yeah, time. He was too. in the contention for Rocket. I know. So that was pretty great there. But who would you guys pick for if you had a pick? For breakout player of the year, I listed off some of the numbers there. Kadri was one. Um, just because I think he, like, peaked, like, you know, like, compared to the other players, it seems like that was, like, a... I don't know. He I, went I, from, like, a third... He was a 30 and 30 guy in Toronto, yeah. 60 points. And then he went to, I mean, over 82 games he had, he would have had 100 points mm-hmm. this season. But it's, like... It, it it is a definitely a weird one. I know what you mean, a hundred percent. He went it's like a from, pop season. Yeah, I I just listed it. He, like his per eighty two differential was fifty three point six two. But it's like is now Nazem Kadri a one hundred point guy? No, is I think he a seventy no. point guy? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's I like, where I was like, hmm. I like Tage Thompson just because yeah. he yeah. like he was considered almost a bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so moved that's like from a the true wing. Breakout. To, to center. And got way better. What a – Don Granato, yeah. that was hell of a job there he did. I like Robert one. Thomas too, though, because yeah. I, I think an important part of this is a breakout. But then, okay, now he's at this Sustaining level. Sustaining it. Like, I could see Tage Thompson scoring 25 goals and 25 <laughs> assists, then, like, taking a step back. I think Robert Thomas is going to keep yeah. an upward tra- trajectory, probably get more power play points going forward. I think there's a good chance he keeps that 70-point pace. Maybe we see an 80 yeah. or 90. I, I think he's like kind of their flag-carrying forward mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Jason, do you have a pick? I don't know. Great pick. Put me you on said Kadri. Kadri's good. Kadri, I guess. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, another one I forgot in here. Bowen Byram. Byram. Yeah. You can easily say that one after but those you could. You might want to say him for this year. I, I'm not going to because it's a kind of an easy pick, but. Like, if you could see his points go up. But he actually had, like, a lot of points in the regular season. 17 points in he 30 games. He only played games. 30 games. But though. still, that's like so a, that's where. But 17 and 30 is definitely terrific. And then those playoffs, it's like, so it's like, I don't know. Is what, he a breakout player? What would he have to be to be a breakout player? Yeah. What about Nachuskin in terms of points? Yes, points? yes. He was number, I can't even count this, but he was in the top 20, I think. Like, breakout, and then you got paid, too. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he got, yeah, he got paid to be like a, because he had 52 and 62, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, that's another good one. Um, yeah, I think we've, we're just going to be listing off random. Go guys. off the yeah. guys we picked from last year. Let's see who did. All right. So last year's results, it was Josh and I picking. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, just a really tough performance from me. Josh picked Yessi Puliyarvi. Not the greatest one. No. But he picked Jack Hughes. Smash. Whose per 82 differential between 2022 to 2021 was 48.32. <laughs> As I mentioned, he was in the top five. Uh, Kevin Fiala, Smash. which was really going out on a limb there. That was a really good pick. Uh, Rasmus Sandin, who I think. I, I, I would consider. Like, he not, was on his way. It's not like a breakout, yeah. but it's like he definitely took a, he took a step. I think that's fair to say. Exactly. He was on his way. He like had a his, solid season. His, he had a solid his, season. Jeez, excuse me. His analytical profile was like, wow, he's like mm-hmm. really improving. Just the points weren't that prolific after I'd say the first third of the season. He ended up being in and out of the lineup as the season went on. Then he obviously got injured. So. Yeah, 16 and 51. But 
Yeah, it was a tough shuffle with the the Leafs. They really didn't like prioritize his development. But correct, we have mentioned that a couple times. I would yeah. say. Yeah, and then you had Noah Dobson who smash. You were like, he doesn't fit. He's not like like the other defensemen on the Islanders. He's more of an offensive defenseman. And that was so right. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm glad you listened back. So like the reasoning behind it too. I wish I didn't. <laughs> Why? Why is that? <laughs> Sounded so like. All my picks, you were like, wow, that's a great pick. Great job. Well, great I, I'm just a nice you, guy. What you, am I going to rip Price has righted me. You were like, great answer. Great <laughs> answer. And then now I'm listening. I'm like, these guys sucked. Okay, if you give a bad answer, I'll say it today. So here's one. Ely Tolvanen, who you're like, I really like that one. I passed up on saying Jack Hughes right away. <laughs> I still like Tolvanen, though. Yeah, I Tolvanen could be good. Like, he had a top. Look, look at his shot his production and his yeah. shooting percentage. Like. I think that's he's what it was. He's not the smartest player, though. That's the thing. I know, but he has a sick shot. He's he like no shot. way a seven percent shooter. Mm-hmm. No way. And yeah. I think I think one thing that went bad for him this year was that like the that that guys. the other guys were yeah. so good. It's like it's he's not going to get power that's play time. Point. He's not going to get any like he's not get he, no chance for him to get an opportunity. Yeah. Yep. He would have to play his way into it. And it just yeah. So his per eighty per eighty two differential was minus nineteen. Not good. Just torpedoed my entire results. Um, my second pick was. Oh, I clicked off of it. It was Nolan Patrick. Injuries. Yeah. Didn't get the playing time. He was expected to. Just tough. He's out for this year as well. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a tough career. Yeah. Really feel bad. Feel for the guy. And then Alexi Lafreniere, who, I don't know, is he a Ka- breakout for this year? <laughs> like, Ka- kind of experienced like a mini little, like, surge in the playoffs, no? Like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's yeah, like he needs end, to be coached sure. difference. Yeah. For but he only had nine points sure. in 20 games, believe sure. it or not. It felt like he had more. more. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, he needs to hold on to the puck a little bit more. It's just also they chip they, and chase too much. Like, to his detriment, they had a really good power play and they had a really good mm-hmm. top six that they mm-hmm. were trying to squeeze him into instead of like it. There's other guys like Tage Thompson, for example. Okay. They could just move him to center because they have nothing else. Like they have Dylan mm-hmm. Cousins playing 2C. That's great. But they could just play him at center. and They also just had no fans. Yeah, it didn't matter if he was good or not. Like, he might <laughs> actually be worse than he was this year because he could just do whatever he wanted. Lafreniere had to play, same as Capocacco. Like, third line. They had to play role. specific roles because they had Panarin, Zabinajad, Kreider, and they had good players. Added Andrew Kopp. Added Frankie Vitrano, right? So it was like, it's a tough spot to be in when you're young. You need that developing, and you're not getting that playing time, right? So I had Lafreniere, and then I did Adam Balkvist, who... Kind of middled. I don't know. He was, he was, he had an okay season. Yeah. He paid a good amount. I think, like, for him, not that much power play that we, we maybe expected him to get more power play, but yeah. 11 goals. He's, but he's a good player. He's a good player. And then Vince Dunn, who I was like, that was my crown jewel pick because I said 20 minutes, 25 to 30 points. And guess what? He got 36 or 30, 35. 35. Yeah. So I think he has another gear, though. Yeah? Yeah. Should I pick him again this yeah. year? <laughs> Jesus. Like, so if you look at the total, if you add together all of Josh's differentials for per 82, for the difference between his 2022 to 2021, his total differential was 92.46. Yeah. Best player being Jack Hughes. Um, second best being Noah Dobson. My total for this was minus 11.53. So your breakout candidates actually got worse. They technically, by point numbers, got worse. Oh, wow. 
So if you're a player listening to this, just cross your fingers and hope I don't pick you because it's the end of the road. Um, maybe sign up for a university course if I if you hear your name on this podcast. No, you did more research this year. You're ready to go. Yeah, it doesn't matter. These were good. I I convinced myself. I Listen even, back to this. I, I convinced myself. I even went out on a limb with Fiala, where he was already a good player, but I said he has yeah, another gear. Yeah. He did it. Like, and, did. and that didn't even return that well on the point spreadsheet. Like, because he was already like a point. Eight point okay, nine player, nineteen point four. Like <laughs> that is still pretty good. But I'm just saying that it's was better like, than uh, anyone I had all combined. Okay, well. my best one, the best results. It was it was Nolan Patrick, and he played twenty five games this year. Yeah, that's crazy. So just a, a tough tough go at it. We'll try again this year and oh yeah, see how uh, see how it goes. Let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, let's go into it. So like, all what's right. Let's just like, do we want to describe what we consider to be a breakout yes, or yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. Then. Describe what you consider them to be right now, what okay. they're going to be. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it doesn't have to be a 10 point player to a 70 point player. Like yeah. it can be a 10 point player. It can be like a bunting where he was not really playing and then he smashes, which we is didn't great. know what the hell he was, but yeah. it could also be like a fiala, like I said, where we kind of knew where he was, but there's also a possibility with his skill set. He can go to the other le- another level. So it's like you can go for the smash picks, which bunting would be, I consider, a complete smash pick, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can go for a Fiala, which is maybe a little more conservative, maybe takes a little more nuance to find that player and say, oh, he's going to go from 60 to 85, mm-hmm. which is tough to tell. But again, it's just wherever he is now, his breakout takes him to the next level. So it could even, if you wanted to pick, I don't know, a guy who had 80 points, say he's going to have 105, like a Goudreau or a... JT Miller, like that's bold, but that would yeah. technically be a breakout. But I think most of us are going to go for more of the middling, yeah. middle six, second pair, maybe timeshare goalie and say, okay, these guys are going to take a next step to the Robert Thomas or the mm-hmm. Tage Thompson tier. Exactly. I agree. I agree. That's well described. So and we're going to, we're going to snake draft it too. So, yeah. Yeah. For, so the, for the forwards, Piz, you go first, we'll go around the table. Yeah. And, and then, then snake it back and snake it back. And then, yeah, and then we'll do the same thing for yeah, D. Yeah. Wherever we end off with D, we'll just go there. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, let's let's start the... Uh, Who's tracking? So start the forwards. I'm, I'm going to track. All right, it. let's do this. Oh, my God. Well, okay. I, I'm so happy I gave him the first pick because I know he's sweating right now. I am. I don't... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to go first pick with uh, Martin Nakash. I think he's just an extremely skilled player. I think he's taking his game to a, he's going to take his game to a 65-70 point level. Uh, I like his the winger that's going to be on his line. The center kind of isn't the greatest. I think the big thing with his game though, he needs to add some deception to it. It's a little bit too obvious when he's shooting. Dale Belfry did a great podcast to profiling his game. Uh, I think the tools are there and the next step is going to come next year. Nice. He had a bad year. Yeah. So like no, yeah, like compared to his expectations. So I think that's a really good hedging first overall pick. You picked like a, like a 10 year left tackle first overall. You didn't go for a star quarterback, nope. but you took a, a solid 10 year left tackle. You'll take it easy. Cause easy. I think everyone expects him to be better than last year. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you watched him play, like mm-hmm. what he can do out there didn't, equate to what we saw in the no. stat sheet. And, and, and you'd think the team is maybe thinking that as well with the moves that they make. They lost a couple of pieces uh, to free agency and they're going to expect someone internally to step up. So it may be 
that's what they foresee in. Well, they have to now they that Pacioretty got hurt too. Yeah. Like he has oh, to. Oh yeah. He's going to have to be one. that guy. Yeah. That is a big one. So Marty Nakash first overall. I like it. No nice. complaints there. Nice. Um, all right. I'm going to go next pick. I'm going to take Matthew Boldy. Uh, young guy, 21 years old, played with Fiala last year. He put up 39 points in 47 games. That's the problem. That's you're yeah, screwed. That's yeah. <laughs> you're screwed. So can he do like, I, I'm not going to say he's going to put up 80 points, well, but that's I think what he has to do to be a breakout. Okay. Maybe he could be. I was going to say he he's a, a sixty point player. Yeah, he had a really but good year. But sixty would be almost a down. But over a, over <laughs> a full season, though, he only played half the season. So well, do, do you want me? To, is that not considered? No. All right. All right. I'll. I'll that's fine. From, I'm just saying. I just want to make sure we know the parameters of like what we consider a a breakout. Yeah, I think he's going to break out. I don't know if it's like optically he'll break out and people will talk about him, but I think he'll have a breakout season. He'll just get more eyes. I don't know. Here's the thing. I think there's a good chance he could be a point per game guy. Yeah. If he plays. Mm-hmm. Like in Fiala's old spot, yeah. for example, on the power play, first line, fills in as like the supporting offensive player there. Yeah, I, he could easily I think do they, it. They know perfectly well what he is and what his strengths are, and they're, they're they played well, played it, played well to Into it, and put him in yeah. a good spot. But he had 0.83 points I know, per that's game. That's yeah. where I didn't run the point per games numbers on him before. That's oh my, my problem. But um, yeah, he's gonna no, he's gonna he's gonna have a good season. He'll score thirty. Uh, yeah, 30, 30, 32 goals. Score 32 goals and get 65, 68 points. Somewhere in there. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Josh. Okay, it's up to me. Uh, I have a couple ways I want to go. I could either go for the smash or the... I'm going to go for like a Fiala version of this year. This might be like a, a layup pick because he's a top five pick. I'm going to go with Tim Stutzel. Of the Ottawa Senators. I think he is tracking for a legitimate 80 to 90 point season. The big thing with him, he's a sick power play player. He really improved his play driving ability at five on five. He was more physical, even though he flops around the ice. But what he's missing is true five on five point production. You add Claude Giroux. And you add Alex DeBrincat. Alex DeBrincat. As long as he plays with one of those two guys, it's going to be really hard for him not to get to like a point of game level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's at center or on the wing, but I really think Tim Stutzel is due for a legitimate breakout. Season. If he starts at center, do you think he goes point per game? Yeah. Yeah. Like starts the year. It's first year in the NHL playing a se- at the center ice position. He played center game? this year. How much center did he? Play a little on? bit. Okay, so that's where, that's where I always think back to like Dylan Larkin. His second year was tough. But what, what uh, was Tim Stutzel has way more skill than yeah. Dylan Larkin. He has one more skill. Like I think Dylan Larkin, like you said, is was a role situation, but he was mm-hmm. always more of a two way center. And like I, I think Stutzel is a, could be a smash offensive mm-hmm. player in the okay. NHL, and we've seen that with his power play production, yeah. right? He's been a sick. He, I can envision against the Leafs a couple of fantastic power play oh, plays yeah. and his goals. His first season. career goal. Yeah. So, again, I could have gone. I have a couple smash guys here. Maybe the next one I'll, I'll go for a big time breakout. But I wanted to get Tim Stutzel in there because I think there's a real good chance he's a point a game player up from 0.73 points per game last year. Nice. Okay. All right. That's uh, that is quite an interesting one. He was the you number, like that one? Yeah. What was he number three overall? I mean, 
you've defined it well, I think. So I yeah. think that's a that's a pretty good. I like that pick. Okay. Now you, right. you're you're back on the re- on the. Yeah. <sighs> now you're back. There's another. Oh, there's there's a couple. There's I another Ottawa forward. Yeah. yeah. I, I know who it is. I don't. I can't. I, 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 I can't is. do back to back Ottawa yeah. forwards. I just can't. It's a risk. To say that. This one you might. I don't want to. I also don't want to do two highly drafted players because mm-hmm. then Piz is gonna hate it. Yeah. No. No. Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna go with a guy that Joey knows very well. I'm gonna pick Arthur Kaliev of the Los Angeles okay. Kings. Yeah, that's a good pick. So the only problem with him is I'm not sure what the exact opportunity is going to be at five yes, on five. Exactly. He is a proven power play producer though, mm-hmm. at all levels. Right. He's got a fantastic shot, which is why this year he didn't score as many goals as you'd expect with his shot production. I think a little bit of luck swings his way. Maybe his ice time goes from 12 minutes to 15 minutes with more power play time. I could easily see a 20 to 25 goal season coming from Arthur Cali of this year. And in spite of, you know, the Kings have a little bit better depth because they added Kevin Fiala, obviously, but. I still think there's opportunities for him to move up in the lineup. I don't know what you guys think. They had a, they really liked that second line, though, with Deneau, Moore, and Arvidsson. But Arvidsson can't really stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. As long as he really gets middle six, five on five minutes and still plays on the power play. I could see with like Deneau and Trevor Moore fitting very well. I mean, he would fit. Like Arvidsson has a fantastic shot. That's where a lot of that production comes from, or some of it comes from. And then Kaliev's shot, I mean, like you said, 7.2% shooting. We watched this guy score 50 goals with his eyes closed in the OHL. He scored at the AHL level as well. Like, it's just too good to be at 7% again. And the other thing with him is, like, he's actually vaulted ahead of many more, I don't want to say promising at the time, but highly rated prospects in the Kings organization, like, Played a lot more than Quentin Byfield. Exactly. I'm not saying he's ahead of Byfield, but he played a lot more. Rasmus Kupari, Alex Turcotte. He, in terms of stacking their prospects, he's really the only one who's actually done something with his NHL minutes. Yep. So that's why I I really think there is a bit of a push for these young guys to break out from LA because it's like, if they don't now, they're kind of wasting the opportunity. So I I think... What's their value at if you try to mm -hmm. trade them at the trade deadline next year? It's already like... Okay, why isn't Alex Turcott gotten a full time spot in the NHL? He was a fifth overall pick. Like, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Gabe Velarde, same sort of thing. I mean, Quinn Byfield, obviously, you're holding on to. I wouldn't trade him. No, I would not. Just either. yet at all. But yeah, it's it's kind of funny that, like, when you look at the Kings, all of their young, I don't know if I would consider one of them young, but all their, like, prospect guys that have come in, they've been able to develop, all came from the Leafs. Yeah. Trevor that's true. Moore. Carl Grundstrom, Sean Dersey. Yeah, and the guys that they picked <laughs> in the first round, some of them quite high in the first round. There's four guys, and none of them have Tobias panned Bjorn up. Tobias Bjornfoot hasn't been able to really... Well, he's still young. They're all still in the younger end, so like that's where there's going to be some pressure this year for some of them mm-hmm. to jump in, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. the other thing, I didn't mention this with Stutzel, like the big thing for these guys at five on five is to just get easier goals. Like mm-hmm. They both can shoot. You know Kaliev can shoot, mm-hmm. but I want him more... Give me goals, Rebounds. especially for Tim Stutzel. I think Tim Stutzel, with, like the problem is you play with a little bit with Brady Kachuk here and there. Some of the other Connor Brown type forwards that Ottawa has, those are the guys that go to the net. Mm-hmm. And like, you're not really having those opportunities. If you play with a Claude Giroux though, yeah. it's a game changer. And adversely, if you play with Alex Dabrinka, you just give him the puck and he shoots him in the back of the net. 
That's why I just see so much five on five production coming, no matter who he plays with. Okay. But yeah, those are my two: Stutzel and Kaliev. Those are both great picks. Jason, you're Thank up. you. So uh, I'm going to go for my next pick. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Jack Roslovic. So I'm going to go with Jack Roslovic. He's scored that could be, 40, that could be a 45 one. points in 81 games last year, uh, mm-hmm. only playing 14 minutes of ice time a night. So the biggest thing for me is that he's just I just think he's going to get a minutes bump. I don't know how much he's going to get, but he definitely will. And on top of that, he's going to be their, – their center depth right now is – Boone Jenner, Cole Sillinger, and Sean Corrales. So he has a potential chance to maybe, I'm not saying he will, but if he's able to get on that line with Goudreau and Liney, yeah, assuming they're together, that's yeah. going to be yeah, like yeah. a almost that's a point, a point per game Like player. 70 points minimum. Seriously, like Johnny Goudreau has the ability to do that with many players in the league, and Jack Rosovic has the skill to play with both those guys and be a really good point producer. He also didn't play much power play time. I don't know if he's like a... Uh, could just the, not be very good. Maybe he's just not but good on the power play. I actually but don't know. I, I, I don't know either. I haven't watched a ton of him on the power play, so I, I can't really say. But just um, posi- like where he's going to mm. play in the lineup could be huge for his game because he is, a, he is a good enough player to play with those guys. He's a good enough player to play in the top six. He just kind of needs to be surrounded by, by better players. So and what's the able- breakout number? Well, he, he put up 40 points last year in 81 games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say six, 60 points, and I'm going to say he gets... 25 to 30 goals the 30 good, goals probably the good thing with Roslovich is i think he can he can sustain a line on his own not sustain but like he can Carry try play yeah. it on his own mm-hmm. so Just that's what, what level is the question that's what yeah. i'm saying like but, I, I think he's a solid solid center like offensive center right now yeah. like not two-way not super mm-hmm. he's like a second line offensive centerman but mm-hmm. like if you add Goudreau to him or, yeah. or even how about this voracek played with line all season Roslovich never played on that line what if voracek just by gets bumped down and uh Roslovic's a, a seems to be a, a decent shooter he doesn't shoot a lot but he has like all of all of his years he's like he's a career 13 percent shooter so he's, he's a decent shooter, just doesn't shoot the puck a lot so maybe a guy who can dish it will promote that ability in his game and maybe in, lead to an increase in goals the only thing i look at is he might have to battle cole sillinger for that role because yeah. cole sillinger came in as a rookie and had a pretty good season yeah, especially for what was he, he was eighteen. Yeah, like I that could you could throw him in this yep. mix. I don't want to yeah. spoil any picks, but like I don't think I don't think it makes sense to play Boone Jenner with those two. Mm-hmm. No, like it makes sense to put Boone. I know Boone Jenner had a really good offensive year this year. That was kind of out of necessity because they mm-hmm. had no one else to play that spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Like Boone Jenner's thirty, Sillinger's nineteen, and Roslovich is what twenty five. Like yeah. those guys should so, take the offensive role. Boone yeah. Jenner should play. You know, third with line, some more grindy players on the third line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also just paid him four mil, and they paid him early on in the offseason, too. They didn't want to, like, even, like, they they weren't taking their time with this RFA deal. They just, I don't know. If they, Is they, that they, Rosovic they did? Yeah, Rosovic. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They gave I'm him four mil in June. I think of yeah. this one. It's a good one. I yeah. looked at I looked Columbus. at it, and I was like. My only thing was, like, I went pick Sillinger, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it, and I was like, hmm. I don't know. He's like a but, maybe, you know. He's like a guy who yeah. he always ha- he never had the opportunity in Winnipeg. Very but skilled. There's no right? question. He's an exceptionally skilled player. It's just we haven't. I don't know. But it, also, could be interesting. here's a, here's something to bring up though. Look at Elias Lindholm's production in Carolina before he got to Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that Jack Roslovich is Elias Lindholm. No, mm-hmm. but like, but you go from 44 right. points in 81 games in Carolina to 78 points in 81 games the next year for yeah. Calgary. Like we know what Johnny Gaudreau can do. So if he ends up in that spot, I think you're, you might yeah, have the best yeah. pick of the whole draft. 
Yeah. It's just it'll be a battle that yeah. who mm-hmm. ends up in that yeah. spot, right? It, you can so almost pick both those players and you're bound yeah. to get it. It's a dice roll. I understand yeah. it though. That's a good So All if right. you're in fantasy, hedge it. Yeah. Go for both. But Yeah. All three. <laughs> um so back to me now. You got two. I got I got two. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, I'm going with Buffalo Sabres forward Dylan Cousins on this one. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had that. I one mean, I really liked them from junior. We saw first NHL season was like I don't know. He never got sent down to the AHL. Was a consistent NHL player. Second year, we saw some more offense. We saw some grittiness, especially against the Leafs. There, I think that as the Buffalo Sabres as a team start to grow. Mm-hmm. Like there's other guys on this team you could have picked. Like yeah. I think they're they're a prime team overall just to be like this team breaks out, probably doesn't make the playoffs, but like when you look at it, like I can name off some guys that won't until we're all done picking, but you can name a few guys to be breakout players or improve or you know, follow that trajectory, right? I really like the player. I really like the opportunity that's going to be available for him. So I think he's going to be, what was he this year? 38 points. 38 points in yeah, 81 games, is it? Like maybe he doesn't reach his full potential next mm-hmm. year, but I think at least, I think like 55. No, that wouldn't be break. I'll go 60. That's still a breakout. I think 55 is still a breakout. But yeah, 55, 60, that's a good number. Who, yeah. So who who would be like, is he like kind of in a similar situation where it's like who are, who's center? Could he get a promotion in the lineup? Or do you think he'll, he'll be able to do that where he's playing right now? I think they they really like him as a player. They value his uh, his development. I think he's gonna he's okay. a big part of the team. So it's like yeah, like right now, daily faceoff has Casey Middle status ahead of him. No chance. Yeah, probably not. But no yeah, chance. right. But then even then, like okay, on the third line, Rasmus Asplund, Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn. Yeah. Like, what could that be? Right. Mm-hmm. So and then okay, if he takes Casey Middlestad's spot, which more than likely you could. It's Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck. Mm-hmm. That's a of, there's a lot of line. good enough wingers. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I, I really like the player, and I really mm-hmm. like the trajectory he's on right now. I think he's going to take that next step to be a formidable offensive player. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, I like that one. And I got my last forward pick. Yep. The only thing I will say about Cousins, we got to see that foot speed keep improving, mm-hmm. especially in today's league. Yeah, right. I think I think we will. I'm, that's I'm, but I, like if you're projecting a way that he could break out, no matter who his wingers are, mm-hmm. the foot speed. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, my next pick, I'm gonna swing for the fences. I'm gonna go Rudolph's Balsers. Wow. Come on, I had him on my list too. That's a I love that. Pick. I like the I love that pick. That's I a, like the opportunity he's gonna get in Florida. There are pieces that. to his game that I love that. We saw what did that? What happened with Mason Marchment last yeah. year? Right. I I I like the development that some players have taken in Florida. Mm-hmm. I like the opportunity that's going to be available to him. Yep. I mean, we've seen flashes of greatness from or not well, we've seen flashes of mediocrity from Rudolph Balsers. There's a reason he wasn't qualified, but I'm going to swing for the fences Rudolph Balsers breakout player. I like that. I like that. Bottom bottom 6 is or that 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 third line just got decimated last year for Florida and something I didn't know about Balsers until today when I was like looking into this uh for this podcast, he has a great great AHL career. 3 seasons uh, almost point per game every season. So if he can get those points to translate into the NHL and maintain his strong defensive play, he'll be a smash hit middle six player for the the uh, the, the Florida Panthers. It's just how like what is his offensive upside though? That's the thing. Like what is it? If Do he we can, know? S- we don't know. We don't know. We really Could don't. Could it be know. last year's production? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. All right. 
Yikes. <laughs> so what do you what do you think his uh, point total will be? I think I'll give him fifty points. Fifty points, yeah. I think that's yeah. fair. He, he wasn't qualified. Yeah, even so like, what a signing that would be if he gets hundred percent. Even like, if he gets oh you to forty, God. like that's still uh, that's still great while giving good well, while producing on both ends of the ice, like forty points and being a good defensive forward, that's not the easiest thing to find in, in hockey, and I'm sure a ton of teams would want that. Also, yeah. Florida's a notorious line juggling team, mm-hmm. but if you look at their actual left wing depth, it's not very good. That's right. It's Carter Verhage, and it's up for grabs after that. So, I believe Daily Faceoff has him to second line left wing. Yeah. So, yep. There's Especially there's, with Duclair out. So there's your. Yep. That's a good one. opportunity. He's gonna be out for itself. a while too. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my forwards. So I got Martin Nakash, <laughs> Dylan Cousins, and Rudolph Spalsers. Yeah. I, mean, I made sure to go with some higher picks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> younger like age. So yeah. instead of this. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, if you look at my three forwards from last year, uh, all three were first round picks as well. Damn it. So. <laughs> all right. Well, you so put me in a pickle, so I'm just gonna go with crossed. I'm gonna go with the the layup that's still there. I'm gonna go with Matthew Joseph. Right. Yeah. Uh, we talked about him a lot on previous podcasts, and we talked about this Ottawa team probably the most improved this off season. Uh, it's just gonna be a matter of where he plays in the, the lineup. Even if he's on the third line, I still think he can produce, but. If he's able to make his way up to align with Tchuk and Norris or Stutzel Shit, or to bring, if he's if he's able to play with any of those guys in the top six, he's going to be a, a smash player. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many points did he get last year? I, I'm saying twelve, s- 12 points in eleven games with Ottawa. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was going to say around sixty points next year. Is that is that too bold or? No, that's fine. Fair enough. That's yeah. a good one. I just yeah. hope he, as long as he plays up there, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. We don't. Well, we don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he will, but yeah. Um, it's a good pick. I like the player. Yeah. I mean, was couldn't quite find a spot in Tampa. Yeah. Right. So then, but it, the player himself is is pretty good. So, yeah. Anything else on him? Yeah, it's just like the spot. He kind of showed flashes last year, like you said, like the point production from last year. Didn't you say last episode he can be like seventy points? Yeah, for sure. So I agree. You know, I I like I I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I got a couple. Will you let me take a guy that's technically a rookie or no? What do you mean by technically a rookie? Like he's a rookie. He well, hasn't. Has he, he's played zero NHL games. Played nine, play. nine NHL games. Okay, it's, I already know who is it is. Is he point per game? Plays in California? No. Whoa. Okay, so then okay. T- take him then. Go ahead. This this well, like, no, read, read me his 10-game stat line, and then I'll tell oh, you if you can take Does him. he play in Buffalo? No, nine games, zero goals, two assists, minus five, 12 minutes. Go for it. Fair enough. You're going to regret giving me this one. Go for it. Alexander Holt of the New Jersey Devils. I think he – here's where this comes from. Number one, he's a very highly touted prospect, so I'm kind of cheating there. Seventh overall pick. Number two, if you look at the Devils' makeup of forwards last year, they had a lot of guys who could do some things well. They did not have an elite finisher on their team. Jack Hughes was their best goal production guy, and he – I don't even think you would consider him an elite, an elite finisher in the NHL. Alexander Holtz on every level has been an elite, elite goal scorer. He mm-hmm. has a wicked shot. He immediately will walk into the league with one of the best shots in the NHL. You might pencil him in for 30 goals this year. If he plays in the right spot, it's a projection, but that is the type of guy he is. I watched him a little bit in the AHL. He was absolutely amazing. Like He was like a point a game. He, and his shot and his ability to create offense... It's kind of what New Jersey was missing in a way. They also are missing some 
size up front. They're also missing a little, like another two way top six type guy, but you know, they signed Palat. I don't know if that pushes him down in the depth chart. I'm just taking a risk here. I think he's ready to go. I think he's ready to play in the league. And if he does, I don't see how he doesn't get at least 20 goals, maybe even 30 goals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the player himself is progressing nicely, but my only concern with that pick is like sign Andre Palat. Then it's his year at center. Jesper Brad on the right wing. Yegor Sharangovich, who had a pretty good year last year as well. Yeah. Jack Hughes, and then Dawson Mercer, who had himself a nice rookie year. He's good Third too. line then is Thomas Tatar, Eric Halla, Andreas Janssen. So it's like, yeah, I I agree. I'm throwing a dart out there, but I mm-hmm. really think this guy has the skill to make the team and make a huge, huge impact. Because I think New Jersey wants to be good this year. I really do. That yeah, so makes sense. Yeah. He yeah. would be it's, a huge part of that. And he's here. He's a right. Plays on the right side, right wing. Um, because so. yeah, he's. I it's he's gonna, it's right gonna, if it, it's going to be tough for him to usurp Jesper Brad or Mercer, but well, Mercer played at center. He played true. both wings. Mm-hmm. That's true. We'll see where he plays. Yeah. but can he take face offs? The, the thing is, th- they don't have a finisher still mm-hmm. on this yeah. team. Yeah. They don't. No, they don't. And that was a problem for them last year too. And that's why I think they were people thought they were maybe sniff around a line A or Brock Besser was talked about to them mm-hmm. a ton over and over because they're looking for some shooting talent. And I mean, he's, this guy's right here. Like I get it. Tatar and Jans, Andreas Janssen make a lot of money. This guy's probably better than both those guys right now. Yeah. I mean, especially off what they did last year. Yeah. Like based on this team's archetype, I'd say they don't really need a, another Andreas Janssen. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's where you could fit in. But like just contract wise, I, you can't move out three and a half million dollar wingers for that get 45 points anymore it seems like yeah so that was my like go f- swing for the fence but i had a lot of other ones do we want to discuss any other ones yeah uh, um yeah, my uh, other one on there i i thought for ottawa senators so were you your was your other one josh going to be uh matthew joseph or was yeah, it a different joseph. okay i was thinking shane pinto a lot of ottawa center fans are hyping this guy up i've never watched him play so i don't know so i'm just going based off the hype the only thing on pinto he's not gonna probably play any power play for them like first or second power play so like where's the yeah like he could be a 30 point guy i think playing third line center but who knows that's just that's not breakout it's just a nice rookie. he just played yeah exactly that's why like i think holt's rookie year he could win the calder trophy yeah like i was gonna throw that in there but yeah, I'm gonna well, throw that did, in. You there. already did now. I'm gonna throw that in there. On the Check it out. Let's see. Let's oh. see what his odds are if he makes the team to start the year. Let's see what his odds are. Anyways, I tried looking. Yeah. Can't find yeah. it. It's a little early for college. The only I, I somehow was able to see a little. I don't know how accurate this is, but on a website it was saying for Calder Trophy, uh, William Eklund, I believe, is number one. Interesting. I don't. I didn't see the full. It was like just based off. It line. was. It said like sign in, so I couldn't get past yeah, the paywall, yeah. but like. It said like William Eklund, three twenty plus three twenty five. I want to say Mason McTavish was in there. That's a good one. That's, um, I mean, if you watch him play the World Juniors right now, yeah. he's just way. I think Cole Perfetti's considered a rookie. Yeah, that yeah. I had him on here he too. Was Eighteen games last year. I think he's progressing. Oh, he's the bunting, well. the bunting rookie. No, he's not. He's like, oh, he's like a bunting 20, where it's 20. like he has like a couple. Like he's played in the NHL. Played a couple games. That's like every rookie. I know, but Perfetti. He, he played I, 20, was like almost twenty-seven. Games. I, I <laughs> think. I think Perfetti. I'm shocked he hasn't played more in the NHL. Yeah, I thought because he was he was with their team for almost all of last year until he got hurt. He's so. he's a good candidate. Uh, yeah, he was. He's a very. He I had him on my player. list too. The other guy I had on my list that I wanted to take, but I think there's not that much upside because he had a good rookie year. Is Seth Jarvis from? I Carolina. have him on my yeah. list as well. Yeah, 
I like that. Like he in 13 minutes a game, he had 40 points in 68 games. Like mm-hmm. so he's 75 what, I, for year. sure. Maybe not. Maybe 60 then 75, yeah. depending yeah. on how much he plays. Yeah. But again, only he's six power play points. Player. Does everything well. He could play on any line. And again, like for me, if I'm looking at him or Natchez, Jarvis right now is probably a better player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, right I now. think Natchez has more like smash potential mm-hmm. offensively. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another one I had on here, Phil Tomasino, nice. solid rookie year, 30 points. I think he can take that next step. I mean, again, it's like my other picks. He's just progressing very nicely. I think he's going to continue on that path. How about this one? I think this is going a bit out on a limb breakout player already was, you could say he broke out this year. Mason Marchman. Yeah. yeah I thought of that too. Just, I don't think he can get any better points per yeah. game. Like, cause he was so high already this mm-hmm. year. Like, and, 14 minutes a game. I know, but in Dallas, like, there's not going to be that. They have kind of You're a getting a different opportunity line. who you're playing against, yeah. too. They have the top like, line, yeah. But they're so probably going to want him to be more like a, just a two-way with yeah. Ben and Sagan or okay. with Gurianov, whoever mm-hmm. he ends up playing with, right? Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I think you'll have That's to carry more like, of the load. Yeah, I, I looked at it, and I'm like, I, I feel like Dallas will really like this player and – like he's gonna get more than fourteen minutes a game, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's why maybe yeah. I, that's why I didn't include him. I don't. Yeah, have no, no, I yeah. thought the exact but same. I was, I was like, thinking, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's just hard to. It's almost like a boldy where it's hard to match the season yeah. before. But how about this one? Uh, quick one. Cole Caulfield. He had a, like a pretty almost had. Yeah. A, I guess he had a breakout season last year, forty-three points, sixty-seven games. But when it, his time with Ducharme, he was terrible, right? So maybe another oh, year yeah, with Saint yeah, Louis, yeah. like he'll be. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll score 30 goals, right? How about, like, this is another one that yeah. might be, like, too cheap. He was, like, 23 and 61, though, yeah. right? So he that's hot at the end there. Yeah. 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 So, like, breakout, is it going to be, that would have to be 35, in yeah. my opinion. Is yeah. he a 35, is he going to score 35 next year? Depends. So depends where he plays. If they play him on, if Honestly, they. Honestly, yeah, I think he can. If they play him on the first yeah. line, first power play, like, well, they have would, no reason not to, right? So on the first power play. Yeah. They'd be dumb not to. Um, another one I got here, uh, whoever gets to play with Patrick Kane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whoever. Yeah. And both of his line mates are gone. I was trying to find Chicago. Cause I'm like, someone's got to like, you know, like, but it was like, they had, yeah, who's they it? Had Philip. It said Philip Kurashev and Lucas Reichel, but I doubt it. I think they're probably going to go more so like Jonathan Taves, Andreas Athanasiu, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. Domi maybe like, I don't know. But Domi at center possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But, Here's, um, I have I have one that's like kind of bold, like because yeah. this player is kind of it's almost like one of those post type sleeper players, uh, Jake DeBrusque, simply for the fact that he might be playing with what. Simply for th- I almost picked him, but I was like, Jason's gonna get so pissed because he <laughs> hates Jake DeBrusque. I hate Jake DeBrusque, but you're right because the opportunity exactly right? if the he, opportunity if, is there if he ends up cementing his spot instead of Pasternak on that top line. Like that's, well, what about the injury issues that they have? It's Marshawn. Marshawn's out for a while. So he's automatically going to be in that spot. He's going to be relied upon a lot And on the power play. So yeah. Uh, Another one I got here, Oliver Wallstrom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think, I think Barry Trotz really wasn't too, too, too much in favor of him. Um, I think new new coaching staff in there. He's a young player. He's got a fantastic shot from what I remember possibly you know could be the only thing with that is especially if they sign Kadri like we expect i know we like to rip on the islanders but they got a lot of depth up front mm-hmm. like a I lot think he's gonna he would have to go above justin bailey yeah 
So that's where, if, and then Kyle Palmieri's also there as well. That's on the right wing. Yeah. Right. So possibly a top six spot available. But the money there, right? Those guys are making big money. So yeah. But if they stink, they stink. That's true. <laughs> Which they did this past year. They did. Any other ones you guys got? I got all, one more. I, I had. I have really wanted to pick this guy, but I didn't based off like the statistical part of the game. But I really think Alex Tuck is just right there. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. right there on yeah. like a. 35 mm-hmm. 75 type season yeah peyton and, krebs is another buffalo guy yeah. you can pick as well and the thing with him is like he played well but it's got to be hard to go to buffalo mid-season and 38 points in 50 games not a crazy year but he went to buffalo in the middle of the season like yeah. coming off of an injury, injury. a so, six-month injury i i think if he could just stay healthy for a full year playing on a team's top line and top power play i don't see how he yeah. doesn't score 30 yeah. with yeah. 75 points yeah a quick one I got. Yes, Barry is getting 2C, so that's where it's like, what can you do with that? But I did want to talk a little bit about Matthias Samuelson mm. on Buffalo. It's not going to be like a point like, oh, he's going to get 50 points, whatever. It'll be like he'll start to mun- – he's going to be munching minutes for Buffalo, and but, he's going to solidify himself as a defensive defense. But we, we, you skipped fast forwards and went to defenseman. Oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> you could just pick him right now if you want. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Why did you? What was that? I forgot. We. I forgot. <laughs> That's a good one, though. All right. I like that one. We'll we'll, pret- we'll scrub the record. We'll pretend that didn't whatever. happen. All right. Anyways. So who, do you want? Do you want to start with forwards? No more. No more forward who sleepers. With, you start with forwards. Well, there's one more forward no one mentioned, which is shocking. Nick Robertson. He's a rookie. He didn't play. Okay, but you gave me Holtz. How is that different than Robertson? And play, play. and again, he's played quite a bit. Like sixteen games. So, yeah. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, if he gets to play with yeah, if he if he gets to play this year. Exactly. That's not like an obvious pick. He might not even play. Yeah, but the problem is is like we're we, we know how sorry, if he gets if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. I won't even say if yeah. he gets to play if he stays healthy, yes, I am one hundred percent with you. That could be that I mean, when you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs this coming season, there is a big gap in second line left wing. I think the Leafs look at that spot and say that's not Alex Kerfoot's cemented spot anymore. I don't even know if Alex Kerfoot's going to be on this lineup. So then you you take a look. Okay, who's our most ready prospect? It's Nick Robertson. We've seen a lot of good things from this guy. We've seen him put up over a point per game in the AHL. We've seen him score goals. He's got a really good shot. This kid is absolutely married to the game. We, From what I've heard about his off-ice habits... What do you think he did this past offseason? I think he was healthy going into the offseason too. So he's just going to get that much stronger, that much faster, that much better. So that's where I do like that Nick Robertson pick. If it's not Nick Robertson or Kerfoot left wing, is Engvall the breakout guy on the Leafs? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I swear I they flirted with that one a little bit last year. I watched him in the... I know. I, know. I had to throw but, it. But it, like that's the situation for the Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs because what I did is I looked at them and I said, Pretty much every year they've had a breakout guy. Like mm-hmm. last year, McKayev or Bunting were a breakout guy. Like in the McKayver, years prior. Bunting, Kasha had a great year. Zach Hyman two years before. Perfect a huge even breakout. Like, mm-hmm. So, but yeah. is the, the, oh, then is the breakout possibly a little Obey Kubel? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I hope know. so. The only problem with the the what, with the Robertson thing is like the, to, be, to break out, you need opportunity. And I just... We haven't seen these guys in our group. They've given them a little bit. They did get to, they played him with Neil. I mean, there's opportunity bit. this year for sure. Yeah. I don't know how you don't. He's just got to stay healthy. Yeah. That's plain and simple. He got injured in the COVID year. 
couple of pretty not great injuries. And then last year he broke his leg. <laughs> like and, right. and then after that played well enough to be called up to the Leafs. Like after right, a broken leg. Right now in the Leafs daily faceoff, they have Wayne Simmons and Adam Gaudet projected in their top twelve forwards. Like if you can't beat those guys out, just tr- trade the guy right now. It's funny. I actually saw someone on Twitter say if Adam Gaudet and there was one other player are on the Leafs' fourth line to start the year, I will eat cat shit. Yeah, I have it screenshotted, so, yeah, so. <laughs> maybe we get another little cat shit <laughs> situation. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the forwards. Yeah. So you, you get to go first. For you goal. start. Well, are we continuing the snake? Yeah. And then I'll go first for goalies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going first for D. Yep. Okay. You right. are up for D. Let me just get organized. Do you want it's me to go first? I'll go first. Um, I'm not even ready. I'll nice. go first. I'll Relax. Go first. Okay, so <laughs> I got, I I, I'm ready, but like I'm honestly afraid to say this pick because I feel like I'm going to get like like trolled for it. I don't know. It's it's kind of bold, but honestly, like it, it's tough to find defensemen. So I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to say breakout. It's going to sound weird, but Mackenzie Weaker. He's already oh, I like that. He's already broken out, but hear me out. The biggest knock on his game is he has these big event negative plays. Okay, that really, really sour you to the eye of the player, like in in your eyes of the player that he really is, right? His underlying metrics have been really great the past three years with and without, um, gosh, Ekblad. Ekblad. People are wondering if he can be be good without Ekblad. A lot of people give credit to Ekblad. We've seen him be good without Ekblad. We have, but there's still a lot of people who give credit to Ekblad. But he's in an environment where he's going to be able to show the the true player that he is. So his big event negatives. My biggest thing is that he's probably going to be playing with Tanev. If he plays with, if he's not playing with Tanev, then my theory is out the window. But I think playing with a player like Tanev will get rid of those big event negatives in his game, and I think he will get Norris Norris points, Norris votes. I think he'll get get minimum seventy five points. Seventy five. No, yeah, but how it works is if you're a first, you get five. If oh, I thought you meant seventy five. No, not seventy five points. Points. I mean like Norris votes. The points for votes. How the point system works is five for first, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that's what I, that's my. I think the big thing for him is you need the him to jump play on him. a power play. And I don't yeah. know if he's going to on that team. I don't know if he will either. That's, that was the toughest thing for me. But I, I really think the, the big event, like getting rid of those big event negatives, him becoming like a true first line. Like yeah, people I are going to talk about him as a first line defenseman. The optics surrounding him, like I really think. Well, because if you think about stock it, will, Calgary has a really good insulated decor where mm-hmm. they actually need a number one. They mm-hmm. Like they have yeah. like three number three twos. Number, yeah. 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 The Tanev injury last year completely decimated yeah, their They defense. have three number twos and like two, like a, a four and a, a solid five. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have a really good decor. And like you said, he could become. The breakout player on this, I like it. The only thing is, I didn't think I didn't see that many that big of a point upgrade for him. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna get that big of a point upgrade, and I, I know that's kind of like what we're basing on. But like that's like was my it was so hard for me I to find defensemen. To me, it's, this, I'm not gonna lie, I hate to be rude, but this is a very mid pick. Fair enough. <laughs> like Fair enough. last year, he was 14th in Norris voting. The year before, he was eighth in Norris voting. I didn't know he was eighth in Norris voting the year before. The year before. And to okay. me, he's a top 15 defenseman. Okay. So in order for him to break out, he would bonafide, 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 like win the Norris trophy. Have yeah. to be top 10. Or like, like be finish. like everyone have it would ha- he would have to be in everyone's top 10 defenseman. So I can't. He'd have to make that jump. So, so to me, it's a little bit weird. Like. He's going to go from top 15 to top 15. I want right? to pick a guy who's going to go from top 15 to number one. Okay, go. Oh, but yeah. That feels like, That's what, like, feels like I like cheating. the player. I understand what you yeah. mean. I, I, I think that him going to Calgary, he'll be able to make more of a name of himself. 
I'm just not sure about how big the jump is going to be. Fair enough. Like 15 to, to 12, sure, but it's like... He was, he was 22nd on the fan poll that Jay Fresh did this year. Right. I know that's not like a metric to like look at, but it's like maybe a strong analytically leaning group of people voted him as like outside their top 20, right? I would... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I have one that I actually, I I, sure. I don't I I don't yeah it's a mid pick I agree but this feels knows? like okay. also cheating this exercise because this guy for sure is gonna have more points that last year this year than last year I already think he's one of the best defensemen in the league so I don't know if this is really fair this is like gaming the system so I could I can win kind of thing it's so obvious can I do it or no you yeah, can veto go, 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 go. Miro Heiskanen here's why Miro Heiskanen played very limited power play action. Because of John Klingberg. He only had 36 points in 70 uh, games this year. Go look at how many power play points Klingberg had. Just add that to Heiskanen. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that feels like cheating, though. Because, like, he's that all, is, I but you know what? You, you game the system. And but I think, I think he's going to be a, a Norris Trophy nominee this year. I think so. Yeah. That's my bold take. Yeah. I like that. Okay, yeah. So he was 12th in Norris voting last year. Um, so going to top three. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's a big one. I mean, he's right in that sweet spot in terms of age as well. I mean, he's had a cup run. He's had a few seasons like 33 and 82, 35 and 68, 27 and 55, 36 and 70. I think also it's kind of like that McAvoy Absolutely. point total swing where it's like, it was funny. After they signed McAvoy to that big extension, they're like, okay, now you can play power play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 here's the thing. I already think he's like maybe even mm -hmm. a top seven eight defensemen in the yeah league. like we, we yeah. did the top players thing i really like him like morgan riley was ahead of him in norris voting this past yeah, year that he's significantly better <laughs> than morgan riley significantly so, so yeah i'm, I'm sk sticking with high skin and then okay that is a really good that's okay yeah so from like no it's like a cheap 15, pick. it's no, a cheap from pick. 15 to top five i mean i'm I think saying like 15 to like nominee for the norris yeah and 65 points wow Ooh. yes that's a lot of points. He has it in him. Two playoffs ago on their cup run, he had 26 points in 27 games. Oh. Wow. But again, it's a different role. Right. Klingberg gets the easy offensive minutes. Klingberg gets the power play, right? He played a little power play. Klingberg had 21 power play points versus Heiskanen's 10 power play points. So I had 10 points right there just off the power play, plus a little bit of progression in his skill set. Which I is think not, it's, I mean, it's not totally out of the No realm of possibility he's again 22 right so that's a good pick okay i like that one and uh it's you're it's you it's you now and snake it oh back. it's me yeah it's you and okay. then we snake it back yeah i was afraid you guys were going to take this one uh i really 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 like keandre miller yeah i had him I really that was the other guy we saw pick. from the playoffs this year it's a great pick i don't think he's quite there yet going to be like oh like norris trophy nominee he mm -hmm. is playing with adam fox as well but i think you're going to look at him at the end of the year and be like, that is a top-line defenseman. You know why I'm upset that you picked him? Because I really hope you don't jinx this guy. Because <laughs> he's such a fun player to watch. He's, he's, he's going to be really good defensively, and he can move the puck up the ice as well. Yeah. He's, he's got that dog in him. <laughs> if you, like, he has the ultimate defenseman skill set. He's 6'5", 210, long reach, physical, can skate. Like, what else do you want from a defenseman? Exactly. As a prospect, he, had, he has everything you want. So... And he's shown it, right? He had a really good year this year. Playoffs was even a step above that. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the points are going to come from because, like, they don't really need him to score points. Yeah. At all. I think 
Well, also, the f- when you look at it, I got to look up. How many points did he get in the playoffs? Seven and 20 games. Oh, okay, so that's not that that great. But, but he's a good goal. Like, seven goals, none of them are. Like I think one of them was on the power play. So, like that's solid enough goal production where mm-hmm. he could easily score ten goals and twenty assists, and then you like have where a, would you rank him from the year that he the, from his regular season that he had this past year? Where would you rank him in terms of defenseman? I'd say like I think he's like a good, solid two solid, three, yeah. Who could go up to a solid two? Yeah, and like I don't I don't look at it like there's thirty two number ones and thirty two number two defensemen. Mm-hmm. Like there's like probably ten to twelve number one defensemen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's probably 20 that are solid number twos. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I think Morgan Riley is a solid two defenseman. So calling a Keandre Miller a two slash three, that's pretty high praise, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. 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 That uh, makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I mean, for New York, it's great. They have Adam Fox, him, and Ryan Lingrid. Yeah. Right. It's a great, they have a great core. And yeah. Truba, he just got named their captain. He's okay. He's, he's solid defensively. He's all right. He's all right, though. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say like, oh, oh you're you're an anti Truba, eh? No, I'm not anti Truba. I'm saying he's okay. He's not. Yeah. It's not bad. Good top four defenseman. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, Keandre Miller. That's my pick. Uh, do I go again? Uh yeah, you go again. Um, so in terms of my next defenseman, this I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> I I have one with question marks beside him. And then I have another where I'm like, I've loved him for years. I've watched him grow. We finally saw him get opportunity this year. I know who you're going to pick. I'm just going to go with him. I'll go with Timothy Lilgren. That is that the guy you're talking about, opportunity? Well. Yeah, yes or no? I was just wondering. Uh... Like you said, there's a guy. Like there's a guy with a question mark. No, I saw we saw him get opportunity. Yeah, this yeah. is the guy you're talking about. Yeah, though. yeah. Okay, Timothy okay. Lilgren finally got to see him see him play through play a full NHL season this past year. I mean, I think his year was a little bit overrated simply because of the expected goals. I hated seeing people go, "Oh my God, look, him and Sandine had the best expected goals in the league. They're such a good defense pairing. They should be number one." Okay, when you look at it. The top players that he played, the top forwards that he played with, like actually the top players, forget defense partners. His top players were Austin Matthews, Mitch, uh, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, John Tavares, all the Leafs' best forwards. <laughs> so no, no die. You're yeah. gonna put up great off, uh, great expected goals numbers. You're playing sheltered minutes with the Leafs' best players. Yeah. How how much of that is like that? But that Kerfoot effect where it's like those guys get thrown out after the power play, like after the power plays or the penalty kills done, it's like Matthews Tavares, Nylander with that. I wasn't considering it, yeah. but yes, he, he was getting that second power, yeah. like second power play. So once it's expiring, you still have the puck in the offensive end, mm-hmm. but what a pay, what an explanation for me. Hey, this is my breakout player. This is why he had an overrated season. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I wanted to people to temper what his season actually was this year. Look at the micro stats. Look at his ability to break out the puck. It wasn't very. Look, he got scratched in game th- uh, from game game three on for Justin Hall in the playoffs. I think this next year he's going to be a bona fide defenseman for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The point total is going to be around thirty points. There, you're not. We're not going to see him get scratched in and out anymore. And I think, like I know, this is such a niche thing, but I think we're going to see a big uptick in terms of his ability to retrieve the puck in the off in the defensive end and break it out. That's like just the thing that people who like probably are 
like that's our, what our demographic wants to hear about Timothy Lilligan, right? Like we, we I, I I know you think it's like overanalyzing so, it, but like yeah, it's so a great like, point I because wanna, that's what he needs to improve people on. Are, oh, he broke out this year. He had such a great year. I want to like take his year that he had and make people understand like it wasn't. It was almost in here. Yeah. It wasn't at level A. It was a level B, C kind Still of year. Has a, it was another a good couple year. Of years to go. Yeah, he took a gr- he took a big jump this past year, and I think if he's paired with Mark Giordano, it's just going to get that much better. Yeah, I like that pick. Yeah, that's I had him on the it's list. A galaxy brain one. I didn't really want to pick him because I don't see how he gets more than like a point three eight points per game that he mm-hmm. got last year. Yeah, it would be very if he did. He like that'd be a really really successful season. So that's where I didn't want to look at in terms of points total and expected goals numbers. Yeah. I wanted to look at the finer points to his game and be like, he's going to improve that. Right, that's fair. Yeah, I, I like that answer. But this is breakout players, so this is really a shit pick. I'll just say it. <laughs> no, it's not. Honestly, bad. the de- but defense though, it's, it's, it's tough. I think, but yeah, yeah. Tim Lil. Uh, right, I next. got a couple. I don't know which one to pick. So this is kind of a me stalling here, but I'm going to go. Man, this is tough. It's all right. I'm going to go with Dante Fabro from the Nashville Predators. I think he's been on a pretty consistent developmental curve. They've done a good job sheltering his minutes early on in terms of he plays a lot at even strength, but he's not playing necessarily the toughest minutes. I think this year there's a good chance he's going to play a lot with Roman Yossi. I'm looking at. I agree with what Daily Faceoff is projecting that it makes sense to have Ekholm play with McDonough, which mm-hmm. would leave Fabro playing with Yossi, which would just leave a lot of automatic secondary assists from that guy yeah. just taking the puck up the ice. So again, the problem is I don't know if he'll end up playing the power play because Fabro is very much like a steady, yeah, stabilizing type defenseman. Not elite offensively. He's a good skater. He can move good with his stick. Not the most physical guy, but you know, overall, his game is very well-rounded, and he's already shown that. He's played a lot in the regular season. He's played a lot already in the playoffs as well. But I think there's another gear he can get to where he can get to that 35, 40-point even-strength mm-hmm. year. Kind of like Brady Shea had this year where he just played a lot with another good defenseman. But I think yeah. Fabro's like... I, I think also with Fabro, you're underselling is the fact that he can be like... The TJ Brody yeah, to Morgan sure. Riley, like more TJ Brody doesn't put up a ton of points at, by any stretch of the imagination, but he plays with Morgan Riley, who actually who does put up a ton of points. But why is TJ TJ Brody so valuable to the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs? His defensive play. That's a really and good that's comparison. Where you actually. made you made the point a couple episodes ago. I think you were saying like they want Roman Yossi to be out there to be a rover, yeah. to be the midfield. Well. If that's the case, the only way that that's successful is if you have that pillar on defense. Yeah, right? and that's what I think. Fabro can be like their new version of a Ryan Ellis, yes, right? Like maybe exactly. not that as offensive upside-wise as Ellis because Ellis had some pretty solid mm-hmm. like 40s. I think Ellis the, has a fantastic shot. I think in the COVID <laughs> year, like, yeah, he had a really good good year. But I think he's in that role where he can be a stabilizer. Like you said, that's a great point. Like Brody was and play a lot this year. So I'm going to go with Fabro. Nice. Good pick. All right. I'm going to go for my pick, Rasmus Sandin, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he just I, – I just love the – I love Rasmus Sandin. Whatever team he will he plays for next year, whether it be the Leafs or if it's another team that he plays for or whether he's playing in the Elsvenskin. You better hope he, he plays for another team. He can't play in the Elsvenskin. <laughs> Wait, why? Because he's 
like he's a restricted free agent yeah. for the Leafs. No, but it's like what happened with Nylander. Yeah, but he didn't. He wasn't allowed to play. Oh, anywhere. you're not allowed. No. Oh, okay. But well. also, like, you got to hope he gets traded for this to hit. No. No, I think if he stays with the Leafs, I think he could, well, assuming if he signs with the Leafs, that means that there's a spot made out for him. So, um, obviously, this is contingent on him playing this year. He could not play, but it's contingent on Jake Muzzin being traded too. Like, no, 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 no contingencies. I, I think he's gonna have a breakout season, whatever team he plays for. I think he's already ready for a, a sh- uh, yeah. I think he's ready to take the next step. And he, how many points did he get last year? I think s- 16, 16, in 51. Yeah, I think he's just gonna get an uptick in that, especially if he gets power play. Like, to me, this pick would make so much sense if he had a contract A. And B, there was a spot for him. Like, well, if he doesn't get a co- okay, so there's a, there's a lot to break down. But if he doesn't get a contract and he, there's no spot for him, I'm assuming he gets traded. If not, I'm assuming like our GM is getting fired because why are we not making a spot for this guy or trading him? Why are we? I feel like almost this pick is like when the Browns made their team a few years ago and they just forgot the kicker. They're looking at their <laughs> team. They're like, wow, what a roster. And then uh, oh wait, we're forgetting something. Yeah, that's like my pick. I love, I, the, I love the player. I like the pick, but it's like just the surrounding circumstance. I'm like, I don't know what what percentage do you think that he doesn't get a contract for next year? I I have no idea. I like I I would I've, be pick, I, I would literally be picking a number out of my ass yeah. simply because I don't know what's gonna happen with this Leafs decor. Yeah, right. But, I picked Tim Lill because I'm like, hey, like he's going to be in that top six. He's yeah. going to play, right? So. Sandine, I'm I, I have no idea what's going on there. Yeah. But well, I, I'm just banking on the fact that like from watching him play is that I, I think he's yeah. a fantastic player. Yes. So that's what I'm that's no what I'm banking it. on. So yeah. Okay. Is it snakes? You get one more pick? No, it's that's done it. now. Then we get goalies. Oh, we picked any yeah, any other D that we uh this, um, I got a guy. Okay. But I just don't know if he has but Joey's gonna get mad if he has any offensive upside at all. But Mario Ferraro Seems like a guy if he, what? What were you? Saying? I was like, hey, Mario Ferraro was great last episode. Yeah, but the, I, like I said, he hasn't shown any offensive upside, but there could be a reason behind that that he's playing with Brent Burns, right? Yeah, Brent I Burns is just, gone uh, now. I think he's, he's just like a stay steady. At home. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, a guy with that foot speed, maybe he has another gear of offense. Maybe he becomes a 30, 35 point guy. Maybe he plays second power play. Maybe Who knows? right, like that gives him a little. Yeah. PP okay. bump. That makes, or that makes sense. I'm just thinking of point bump, guys. Yeah. That's, okay. What, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, what about this one? Thomas Harley. Yeah. I really like the kind of opportunity there now. Yeah. He's he's in the top six now. He's slated to play with Colin Miller. Uh, I feel like just him, his physical tools are really, really good. And I mean, didn't have the greatest of years, but 31 with only 31 games played. But I feel like he's just going to continue to upswing and. Get better, right? Yeah, this right. might this might be a stretch one, but uh, Evan Bouchard maybe if he's able to get first power play. Ooh. That's I I wanted to pay, I forgot to write him down. Yeah, yeah, because he had that, but, but the problem is he had forty points. points this year, right? But he also had only had thirty one or sorry, he had thirty one even strength points, nine from the power play, and that's all yeah. from power play too. If he's able to play power play one with Connor should. McDavid and Leon, Which I don't know why he like, doesn't. Holy smokes, he's gonna be like a. Yeah, he's he's the home run pick of your this fantasy is, draft. This is why nine point two five. Nurse. Yeah, that's that's Nurse's cap hit. What's Tyson Berry's cap hit? <laughs> Four or something. There's your other one. Like, I I agree. I think Bouchard's a good. Oh, I think he's probably on pace to be there. One B with Nurse. That could like, be an mm-hmm. interesting one though. Like if he plays so well this year, he forces their hand. Yeah. Which 
I think he was at some points he, last year. Last it was weird because last year at the beginning of the season he was getting more playing time. But then Wood, part of the reason why I didn't pick him was because when I don't know if it's exactly when Woodcroft came in, but his like first half versus second half he saw like a big minutes dive, which was like it was five on five. So maybe he got more powerfully okay. time. So what what plays? What gives your your point there? Credence is that in the playoffs he only played eighteen oh eight game. Yeah. So I don't. And I don't, then in the regular season he was. 1948. Mm-hmm. So well, here's point. the problem. Good He's point. not that good defensively yet, yeah. which is like almost mm-hmm. a common theme with some team. of their defensemen. Entire team. Oh, okay. um, but I think he can develop it. Biggest thing, he, he got to defend the line better. Yeah. Talk about it all the time. Not a skill set of his. Not good at defending the blue line. If he can put that together, he'll get more playing time. Probably power play might get slipped in there. But he is like the best shot of all their defensemen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's big bomb. What, what about uh, any other ones? Or? It's kind of hard to pick out defensemen to be honest i just maybe carson susie if he gets a, a another guy who could potentially maybe get a minutes i was gonna say done again yeah like yeah the problem with vince dunn's point production this year is i think they barely got that any offense so yeah they didn't so just naturally by them regressing to get more goals yeah vince dunn should see an uptick mm-hmm. yeah that was my thought process there yeah. interesting one okay yeah uh in terms of d i mean there were it was kind of thin it's tough to predict because it's like how many young defensemen are then going to be given that new opportunity in a top four. Yeah. I don't know. Like that are not named like Owen power. Right. But looking back on my, what I, my explanation, I think Matthias Samuelson would have been a better pick, but I'm going to stick with Tim Lowe. So good. Yeah. I think that's, I don't have any other defensemen. Yeah. I think we're good to move on to goalies. Uh, I got two. I don't know which one to pick though. Let's hear it. How? Oh, oh man. Yeah, goalies is by far the toughest one. To no, pick. I think there's just so many. I don't know which one to pick. It's just throwing a dart. So many. So many. Wall. I'm gonna go with Freddie Franchise. Okay. Pavel okay. Francouz. I think. Okay. I know they traded for for Alexander Gorgiev or however you Georgiev. pronounce Georgiev, but I think Francouz, based off his play in the playoffs, based off the fact they extended him for multiple years. Even in spite of his injury season mm-hmm. or his injured season in twenty one twenty two or twenty twenty one, I think he's got a good chance to be the one A fifty gamer and play in the playoffs for the Colorado Avalanche. So I'm going with Pavel Frankus. That's a good I pick. Like that's a that's a that is he is a really good pick. I don't know why I didn't think of him. Wow, good one. Thank you. Am I uh am I up next? Yeah. So. Uh, there's there's one that's like just a complete layup, and I don't even think people would consider him really a uh, a breakout kind of goaltender. Um, oh, but I'm gonna go with this next. Actually, this one's an easy one too. Ah, damn it! They're okay. all easy. They all look easy, but they're all uh, <laughs> we're gonna miss well, all. No, they're <laughs> easy because it's like the situation I don't know, off around. Recording, them. Yeah, you said yeah. one of them was already broken out, so no. it's like well, if I just say him, it's like okay, whatever. No, no it's a, I don't. It's, a, it's not necessarily. No, true. no, no, no. If you're talking about the guy I'm thinking of, no, no, no. Go for it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll go off a little bit. Uh, I think Eric Comrie. Okay. Yeah, that's really a saw a like big upswing this year. Had played pretty well. Put up some good numbers behind Winnipeg. I think in terms of Buffalo's defense, like they're a really gritty team. I don't think it's going to be the worst team to play behind. And he's going to have a lot of opportunity to play as well. His goaltending partner right now is Craig Anderson, who's 40, 
too. Yeah, I like the opportunity there. So I based off the opportunity, yeah. based off the improvements that we saw, um, I think that this could be could be like I don't think it has to he has to do too too much to be like oh wow, Eric Comrie's a 40, 40 game starter nine fifteen save percentage. Yeah, yeah, I right. think that's a good one. Like he come he establishes like he only got as, paid one point eight. That's the same as Samsonov. Yeah, starting goalie, right? Yeah, yeah that would be the breakout for him. Was he exactly. established because it's not really fair to do it off save percentage for the goalie, especially the ones that have, like Frank Kuz had a nine sixteen. It's yeah. probably gonna be hard for him to do a nine sixteen over. Yeah, if he does over fifty games, he's one of the best value contracts in the league. Same yeah. as Eric Comrie. If Eric Comrie somehow puts up a nine twenty over like forty games for Even Buffalo, like nine ten. Yeah, nine ten <laughs> exactly. That yeah. would be a great as contract. A, yeah, yeah. I think breakouts different for it's more games played for goalies than anything. That's like the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Games, so. yep, yeah. Yep. Good point. Um, but yeah, so Eric Comrie, I like that pick. Um, so who did you have? I mi- I missed your pick, Josh. Sorry, Freddie Franchise. Uh, and then now it's my turn. Yep. I'm going to go with the, I don't know, just, just based on opportunity, I, I'm just going to throw a dart at one of the Vegas goalies. I'm just going to go with Logan Thompson. Yeah. Okay, that and was the one that, that's yeah. an obvious one. Yeah, like so just one. just because out of pure necessity, this team literally, if you go to their cat-friendly page, they don't have a goalie section because their goalies are either hurt. Or yeah, their goalies are hurt. Both the goalies that they have on their roster right now according to cap friendly Lauren Brassois listed as injured I think I think he's healthy now I think Brassois is going to be ready he's going to be healthy season. now and ready for the season but it's kind of funny they don't have a single goalie on there. so uh and Logan Thomas last year seemed to have Logan Thompson Thompson sorry <laughs> Logan Mike, Thompson Mike McKenna from Daily Faceoff was was singing his praises a little bit uh, he has progressed very nicely mm-hmm. uh also a U Sports alumni yeah like, he, he uh, like you like myself. We yeah. were both one and dones actually, fun fact. Wow. I mean, I was told that you are done and he chose <laughs> to be done with the league. But uh Yeah, he he just had a he had a better season than uh Brissois last year. Seemed to have usurped usurp him as the uh backup goalie. Um yeah, I don't know. Just gotta take a chance on one of those he guys. He went on a fantastic yeah. run at the end of the year when Vegas was really pushing for the playoffs and he, he played really, really well. I mean, this is a guy that a couple seasons ago he played fully in the ECHL, 1920, and then 2021 improved enough to then be in the AHL, and it's like just keep riding that curve, you know. So I, I like that pick. That was a, yeah, it's a really good one. I hold, I, I, I honed it back in after I struggled with the D. <laughs> <laughs> any, any, my yeah. breakout player has doesn't have a contract. <laughs> He might not play in the NHL next he year, might but not play until December, he'll break out. It'll be a breakout. Any other goalies? Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you? If you say the Leaf goalies, I'm gonna just. Well, Ilya Samsonov would not. <sighs> yeah, Samsonov. Like yeah. when you just look at it, like former first round pick, like had a good rookie year with Washington, and then two middling kind of years. I mean, is a talented goaltender. There is opportunity to win the crease there, so. You can rationalize it that way, I suppose. I mean, when everyone's healthy, that is a pretty decent team to play in front of, right, mm-hmm. as well. So that could be a pick. Yep. Uh, what about Jeremy Swayman from Boston? Oh. Yeah. But what would Did he, he? He would break out to, like, the Demko Ottinger level. All right, all right. Okay, so 60 games, 915 Yeah, 50 yeah. to 60, 915 to 920, like, legit top goal yeah. in the league. Yeah crazy i wonder yeah what this year i mean he he stole the crease a little he, it was it a little was a bit back, back and, and forth, forth yeah. with him and Olmark. it looked there was points where it looked like he stole the crease and then 
kind of faded off, and then Olmark started. They started to play him a little bit more. They were back and forth in the playoffs there. So I think so. I mean, Demko level sixty games. That's okay. That, I I can see that for um, sure. I had like I feel like I can't pick a like San Jose again, but Kakinen seems like mm-hmm. he played pretty well for them. Well, for sure, probably one of those goalies are going to get. Tri- traded maybe but i picked aiden hill last year and like yeah. he wasn't bad but he just wasn't good, good yeah it's just and weird they have injured, three goalies mid. like is there, oh my is, god is their strategy going to be just like uh <laughs> just to trade one of them to trade something deadline? from alien versus predator over there <laughs> yeah i don't know what they're doing with their goalies but that is a good point i didn't realize i mean two and six record two six and one record but a nine sixteen yeah with a 70 percent quality start percentage for for capo kakinen with with the San Jose Sharks, especially, yeah, I, I like mean, to, I like he's to been very. He was very, very up and down with with the Wild. I mean, his first start, he was absolutely horrible, and then after that, he was like almost an All Star level in the COVID year, and then again faded off, lost the starting job, and then this year did more of the same of that. So it's like, and it, I mean, when you look at it, he's a ninety six born. Those are his first two years in the league, kind of up and down. Maybe he finds his footing in San Jose there. So. The other one is oh, like one, one of these years. I feel like Spencer Knight's going to steal the crease in Florida. Yeah. Uh yeah. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. Maybe this year though. Maybe this year though. Okay. What would be the breakout numbers? Though? He becomes the starter over the tech guy making ten million dollars. Okay, so forty plus starts. Yeah. Starts game one of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's a fantastic goal t- goaltending pro. Uh, he is a fantastic goaltending prospect. I remember. Earlier today, I was like, oh, that could be one. However, the reservations are like the defense in front of them. Not as good. Doesn't look too, too good. So it's like, what would you define as the, the breakout goaltender? But is winning be, the crease. Yeah. Winning the crease in that situation, yeah. right? Because there's like no reason he should win the crease. Like they're, they're fine no. being patient with him, right? Get Like they're warming him up. to. You be are paying th- a guy one yeah. eighth of the cap. <laughs> you, you also don't want to have to pay him. He should not be sitting yeah. on the bench. Mm-hmm. You also don't have right. to pay him after the rookie contract, like the the big bucks right away. You want to get yeah. like somewhat of a bridge, right? You want that breakout to come in like when you can, while you extend him, not before yeah. you extend him and have to pay him Ottinger, what like maybe Ottinger ask, is asking for. So, yeah, good backtrack there. Yeah, maybe what uh, because he's not signed yet. He's not signed as yet, well. Yeah. Uh, but that is an also a uh, a breakout goaltender. I mean, Jake Ottinger this year posted a nine fourteen, was in the minors to start the beginning of the year but then had one of the se- best seven-game stretches we've ever seen from a goaltender, right? So his breakout numbers would then – I think that one's a layup. Like his breakout yeah. numbers would be then 918, 50 Six, to 60, 60 55, played, 55 plus. Is, he played game 48 started. games this year. That's the thing. How many – played 40 Is that games. the number of games started, though? Uh, yeah, well, that's a good point. Sorry. Um. How many games did he start? He started 46 games, 30 and 15, 914 save percentage. So, like, 914 isn't the most inspiring, but, like, from what he showed you, and he started 46 games and not that large of a span of time. So, I think he can take that next step for sure. You know what I was thinking the other day? Do you think that's the reason why they fired their coach based is the goaltending management this year from Dallas? Because, like, it made no sense for them to have Holtby... Have well, Kudo open still? No, I think that, that was the man. That was not. Was I'm not just them. wondering. I'm trying to figure it That's out. That's the GM. It was just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, 
They yeah they, they well, signed the, the two. Well, who's the when I was listening to... back to the episode, it was like that was the dumbest thing. We ever. were like, he has to play, and then yeah. they signed this guy. It's like, well, maybe. And then not Ben Bishop play. came back this year. Yeah, that's what people forgot. That was a. Uh, it was such a no brainer to start Jake on. Yeah, I it know. was such a no brainer. I think they were doing like the. He was the best goalie on the roster the year before, and then you just went out and added another goaltender, which would then bump the guy who was worse than him. Off, like, yeah, it made no sense. It's almost like it's weird. I really think it's a thing where they try and get leverage and say, "Hey, we have these goalies. We don't want you to ask for so much." But in doing so, you screwed yourself even harder. Like you, you made it even worse because you showed them that, "Hey, they're all your goal. The goalies you signed, all two stink. of those goalies that you signed yeah. and put ahead of him will not be in the NHL next year." <laughs> it made no sense. But. Well, I hope he is retiring. It's yeah, or is out for the year. So that's why, but. Yeah, it was that was really weird ma- mismanagement. If they mis- imagine they missed the playoffs because of that, like they almost uh, did. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know, but yeah, I think Jake Ottinger is primed for a a big big season there. Um, anyone else you guys had here? I mean, I've mentioned him a few times. Charlie Lindgren, well, like breakout for him would be like just a like a solid holding, backup number, holding right? a start, yeah. solid back some solid backup numbers there. Uh, and I'm interested else? in like the little Minnesota Ottawa switcheroo situation that happened there. Yeah, like which like I mean, would that ca- Talbot's Talbot, not a breakout, but I'm no. but is with er, sorry Philip Philip Gustafson in Minnesota that, maybe becoming yes. a one B to flurry and playing like 40 games. That'd I be mean, a breakout, I think. It'd be tough. I mean, just based on we saw some ups and we saw some downs from him in the, over the past two seasons, so. I think there is something there. I think he's a fine prospect in terms of breakout. I don't know about that yet, but I could see that coming soon. Yeah. I, I think I do like the goaltender. And what right? about Anton Forsberg? He was good this year. Like, if he does it again, is that a breakout? Like, if he repeats I last think, yeah, year. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point. It'll be like a that Thatcher Demko breakout season yeah. from this past year, yeah. right? So, like, it's like holding his yeah. own. Because he was on waivers the year before. Yeah. Right? Right, and then this past year posted like a top ten, posted top ten numbers. Right, right. So, good points. Um, I think that's just about covers everyone there. I don't really have anyone else in terms of break. I mean, Jack Campbell. You could say we'll see what he does, uh, because uh, but that would have to be like Vesna sixty games. Yeah, Vesna mm-hmm. Vesna nominee, one hundred percent. Carter Hart could be an interesting one, but I yeah, don't I love the. I don't like the defense in front but of him. But is is that a breakout though? Because his first two years were still pretty good, like forty. Yeah, I was looking right, at him. But that 30 would have w- to be like sixty games started. Nine, yeah, 18, nine fifteen. Yeah, which okay. that's a big upswing from yeah. from this past year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think we put together a good little list. Let's read off. You wrote down what yeah. we got, right, Jason? I can I can All read right. them off. Let's so, read them off. Uh, so one, so for me, I'm going to start with me. Whatever, Boldy, Roslovic, Joseph. Uyghur, Sandin, Thompson, Josh, Stutzla, Kaliev, Holtz, Heiskanen, Fabro, Frank Kuz. I think the youngest team. Uh, and then, Joe, you had Nachas. Martin Nachas, yep. Cousins, Balsers, which I, I love that pick. Just as yep. like a depth pick. Miller, Lilligren, and Eric Comrie. Keandre Miller. On defense. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good, good I list. don't know how both Lilligren and Sandin are going to break out, but good <laughs> luck, guys. I know, but I, I know. One of them is going to be on a different team next year, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Or one of them <laughs> won't play. 
<laughs> it's all in the other debris. Uh, when you post this, I want like Heiskanen in parentheses, like wins Norris. The the or difficult Norris thing is you can't just post like these lists. I know. Because then it's like people are gonna look at it like what the what but the that's hell what I like. I already know Heiskanen's good. That's the thing. People are gonna yeah. be like he's. I know. I'm I'm much more aware that if he's good than people realize. But I'm saying the the another level. Yeah. Well, another I think level. points too. He'll just get like okay. see a significant uptick in points just because just yep. based off that power play point. That's a great one. If you if you're in a fantasy league, woo, sheesh. Yeah, that's a good point. But all right, yeah, okay. Thanks everyone for listening. Go Leafs, go.